welcome to The Dark Origins of Disney, a series where I, your host Ebony, deep dive into the original fables that your favourite Disney stories derived from. This is a 10-part series focusing on some of the most well-loved children's tales spanning across the years as well as a bonus episode at the end, focusing on Disney as a whole, the company and Walt Disney himself. Disclaimer. This is an origin story series and will not be focusing on the current backlash surrounding the new live-action films. Also, spoilers ahead. With that being said, my name is Ebony. This is the FilmSpark podcast. And you're listening to Episode 2, The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid is a 1989 American animated musical fantasy film produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation and released by Walt Disney Pictures. The 28th Disney animated feature film, it is loosely based on the 1837 Danish fairy tale of the same name by Hans Christian Andersen. Walt Disney planned to put the story in a proposed packaged film containing Andersen's stories, but scrapped the project. In 1985, while working on The Great Mouse Detective, Clements and Musker decided to adapt the fairy tale and proposed it to Walt Disney Studios chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg, who initially declined it due to its similarities to a proposed sequel to the 1984 film Splash, but then ultimately approved of it. Unhappy with her life as a mermaid, the Princess Ariel dreams of living a life on the surface world. Only problem is, is that her father, King Triton, has forbidden all contact with humans. When Ariel saves handsome Prince Eric from drowning in a storm, she is determined to find a way to be with her. To do this, she strikes a deal with the ruthless sea witch Ursula for three days as a human, unaware that it is all part of Ursula's evil plan to overthrow Triton and rule the seas. Although this may be the plot of the story you have grown to love and adore since a child, did you know it originated from a similar yet darker fable, told by the Brothers Grimm? The Little Mermaid is a literary fairy tale written by the Danish author Hans Christian Andersen, first published in 1837 as part of a collection of fairy tales for children. The story follows the journey of a young mermaid who is willing to give up her life in the sea as a mermaid to gain a human soul. The original story has been the subject of multiple analysis by scholars such as Jacob Bogliud and Pernal Higard, as well as the folklorist Maria Tata. These analyses cover various aspects of the story, from interpreting the themes to discussing why Anderson chose to write a tragic story with a happy ending. It has been adapted to various media including musical theatre, anime, ballet, opera and film. There is also a statue portraying the mermaid in Copenhagen in Denmark, where the story was written and first published. However, there are ten main differences between the film and the fable. Coming in at number ten is the difference in Ursula. In the film adaptation, the story's villain Ursula, the sea witch, portrayed by Pat Carroll, who plays a significant role in the movie's progression. Ariel visits Ursula to make a deal in exchange for legs. Ariel must give up her voice. Ariel is given three days to make Prince Eric fall in love with her, or she will transform back into a mermaid and belong to Ursula. However, Ursula's true intentions to take over the sea allows her to interfere with Ariel's attempt at love, avoiding the deal. 
somehow less evil than her Disney counterpart, Hans Christian Andersen's sea witch has no name. Exchanging her voice for legs, the sea witch warns the mermaid about the consequences of turning human, including a life of pain and the possibility of death if the prince marries someone else. In the book, the sea witch does not attempt to interfere with Ariel's life and is irrelevant to the rest of the story. At number 9 is the characters. Disney's The Little Mermaid has made the name Ariel synonymous with the red-haired mermaid in the film, as well as other iconic characters such as Sebastian and King Triton. In the book, Ariel is simply known as the Little Mermaid, described as the youngest of six daughters. In fact, none of the characters have names, only referred to by descriptors. King, Prince, Sea Witch, etc. Ariel's sidekick Sebastian, Flounder and Scuttle do not even exist in the book, which favours a focus on her family. At number 8 is To Live or To Love. Between the two renditions of The Little Mermaid, one of the biggest differences about The Little Mermaid's story is her main ambition. In the Disney version, Ariel's primary goal is to become a human and win the heart of Prince Eric, escaping her life under the sea where she will do anything for love. In the story of The Little Mermaid, she becomes deeply concerned with the lifespan difference between humans and mermaids when she rescues the prince from drowning and longs to be with him again. When she finds out that mermaids live to 300 years and then turn to sea foam while humans die and their souls live on in heaven, the Little Mermaid aims to become human to gain the eternal soul with the one she loves. At number 7 is the family dynamic. The Little Mermaid film showcases the story of a protective father, King Triton, who refuses to let his youngest of seven daughters from venturing above the water, in fear of losing her. With no mention of other family members, Ariel's father is the one who inadvertently makes her go to the surface and the one who helps save her from Ursula. In the Little Mermaid book, seeing land is permissible when a mermaid hits her 15th birthday, but no one yearns to live there the way the titular character does. When her grandmother informs her that she will not die with an internal soul, the Little Mermaid goes above the water to become human. In attempts to save her from her own demise, the Little Mermaid sisters too make a deal with the Sea Witch to pass on a knife with the goal for the Little Mermaid to kill the prince in order to break the spell. Unlike the Disney version, her father does not come to her rescue. At number 6 we have Dependence versus Independence. As the case for many Disney animations, Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty for example, the main character's life falls into place when they are connected with the love interest. In The Little Mermaid, this trip is again materialised when Ariel falls in love at first sight with Prince Eric and correlates a sense of happiness with the idea of them being together. So she embarks on dangerous spells and living in a world beyond her knowledge, where her happiness is dependent on a relationship. In contrast, the original Little Mermaid story instead integrates love into the narrative as a secondary thought, where the Little Mermaid's primary ambition is more mature and self-focused. The Little Mermaid has more agency in the book, where she decides that she wants to die with an eternal soul, which she can only gain by becoming human. It just so happened that she fell in love with the prince during a period of realisation and through the story she matures as her selfless ways eventually grant her an eternal soul despite not gaining love.
At number five, we have Ariel's personality. In Disney's The Little Mermaid, viewers know Ariel to be a red-haired mermaid who wears purple shells as a top and a green tail. She's a 16-year-old who dreams of love and who disobeys her father to reach the surface and transform into a human. She's strong-willed, rebellious and naive in her youth. Ariel escapes the control of her father in pursuing Prince Eric. Some viewers would even say her journey to humanhood lacks any moral or personal awakening. The Little Mermaid's interpretation of the character in the book is vastly different. The fairy tale emphasises her journey into maturity where her moment of clarity comes as she learns her fate as a mermaid does not end the same way a human does. With patience, she waits until her 15th birthday to explore the surface where she meets the prince. Coming in at number 4 is the difference in the endings. In true Disney fashion, The Little Mermaid puts true love narrative front and centre. Disney films entertain their audience with a likeable main character who fights adversity and almost always gets a happy ending. However, the original Little Mermaid, in contrast, was a work of fiction that aimed to teach a moral lesson to its readers. The Little Mermaid's life lesson manifests through learning that her happiness is determined through her own actions. Love or revenge won't aid in gaining an immortal soul. The pain of walking, having her tongue cut out, and learning that the prince wasn't who she imagined. The Little Mermaid remained true to herself and accepted her fate, only to be rewarded with her good nature. The story had a focus on the progression of the self and promises that perseverance pays off. Coming in at number three is the relationship. In The Little Mermaid, Ariel falls in love with Prince Eric as she watches him from afar, rushing to his side when a storm throws him overboard. Singing to him, she slips away as he regains consciousness and she continues to fawn over him as he vows to the final girl who saved him. Their love slowly blossoms when Ariel becomes a human, despite her not being able to communicate with him. The film ends with the characters saving each other from the wrath of Ursula, proving their love to King Triton, who allows them to be together. The Little Mermaid wasn't as much of a love story as its adapted version. The Little Mermaid is infatuated with a marble statue of a human on her 15th birthday. She first encounters the prince when she rescues him from drowning. However, another woman passing by is there when he awakes, and the prince finds himself in love with her instead. The Little Mermaid in the meantime makes a deal with the sea witch to become human. Only human, despite her attempts at winning the prince over, he chooses to marry the woman he believes saved him from the storm. Coming in at number two is the thought of being human. For Ariel to become human in The Little Mermaid, she makes a deal with Ursula to become human for three days in a bid to win over Prince Eric, taking away her voice in the deal. The conditions of the deal were simple. If the three days were up without Ariel getting her true love's first kiss, then she will become a mermaid once more and live a life of servitude under Ursula. In the book, however, the consequences of being human were a lot more dire. Like in Disney's version, The Little Mermaid exchanges her voice for Lex. However, once she is human, she'll never be able to become a mermaid again. Feeling a stabbing pain with every step. If the mermaid fails to marry the prince and he marries someone else, then she shall die without an eternal soul and turn into the foam. 
Lucky last, we have Ariel's story ends with a battle in the seas against Ursula, who captures her when the spell against Prince Eric is broken. King Triton revokes his status as ruler of Atlantica to take Ariel's place as Ursula's servant, but Eric, but Eric kills the sea witch before she can take reign. Impressed by Ariel's love for Eric, King Triton permanently turns Ariel into a human, and she and Eric can marry. However, in the book of The Little Mermaid, with the prince seeing the mermaid as more of an amusing companion than a lover, he is set to marry another woman. With the deal with the sea witch, stipulating The Little Mermaid's demise, she awaits her death at sunrise. Her sisters come to the surface just before the sun rises, holding a knife that they exchanged for their hair. The new deal with the sea witch allows the little mermaid to live as long as she kills the prince. Unable to kill him after realising that he found true love, she throws herself into the ocean and turns into sea foam. However, because of her selfless nature, she is granted a different chance to earn her eternal soul from her daughters of the air. As long as she performs good deeds in her 300 year lifespan as a mermaid, she will rise to heaven upon her death. That brings us to the end of episode 2, The Little Mermaid, in the Dark Origins of Disney series. Join us next week for episode 3, Cinderella. My name is Ebony, this is the Filmspark Podcast, and thank you for listening. <laughs>